I don't know if I would get sucked into it. I feel like it depends on the kind of cult. If it was something that was not related to a career, maybe I'd be more into it. I don't know. It all depends. Yeah. The, all the ones that are about self-help and self-improvement, it's like, fuck off. Give me like the cult that's all about sex. We're bisexuals <laughs> after all. So we're like, that's come right. on. Like, I only want to live on a ranch if everybody's like touching each other. What's up, my bi's and allies? We're back with another episode of Bisexual Behavior. I'm your host, Talia Cass, and I've got such a fun episode for you. If you're not familiar, Shannon McNamara from Fluently Forward is here, and her podcast is awesome. I don't know if you've heard of it before, but if you haven't, you got to check it out right now. Um, she talks a lot about celebrity gossip and conspiracy theories, but through a pop culture lens, which I think is really smart. It's such a fun thing to listen to, and I learn a lot from her. I had her on the podcast to talk about queer celebrities, um, who's bisexual, what their blind items are, and what you might not know about them. And we also talk a lot about Taylor Swift and whether or not we think she's queer. Uh, so just as a heads up there, but we talk about it through a lens of, you know, what it might be like to be a celebrity who's in the closet or potentially planning and coming out, but finding a way to do so in a meaningful way. Um, so I think it's just a really thought-provoking conversation, and I think you all are really going to enjoy. So without further ado, here's Shannon. Welcome, Shannon. Hi, hi. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Just chilling, enjoying the warm Florida weather down here right now. Happy to be out in New York for a bit. Yeah, you mentioned that you're in Florida. That's so great. And I know that you uh, live in the city, which I actually live in Albany. So a couple oh, okay. hours apart, but not too far. Do you come in a lot for the city? Uh, I used to before the pandemic. I'm starting to a little bit more. I was actually in the city two weeks ago to see a concert. So I'm hoping to get back more for sure. Oh, that's fine. Next time you're in, let me know. We'll go out. I will definitely let you know. But yeah. Shannon, I'm so happy you're here. I'm such a big fan of yours. I love your podcast, Fluently Forward. Um, I just, I am a big fan of gossip in general, but I love celebrity gossip. So when you agree to be on, I was like, oh my God, yes, I can talk about all my favorite celebrities. So um, I'm just going to quickly introduce myself. You can follow the same format. Uh, my name is Talia Cass. My pronouns are she, her. Um, I'm bisexual and cis. Uh, what about you? I'm Shannon McNamara, she, her, and I guess technically bisexual, although I feel like pansexual, but who knows, and mm -hmm. also cis. Awesome. So um, I've heard you mention in like a previous episode of your podcast that like you don't feel like labels are always like necessary, that, you know, sometimes it's hard for you to use the term bisexual and that you feel like everyone else is, which I think is like such a common thing. People who are like in the queer bisexual, you know, spectrum feel that like everyone's bisexual. But I think maybe just bisexual people feel that way. <laughs> um, can you talk a little bit about like your feelings on labels and how you kind of just decided to go with pansexual or bisexual? Yeah, that's so funny. The bisexual biased, you know, like yeah. everyone does kind of think that. I don't know if it's, and it's funny because so many people with labels, like I know Kelly from Beyond the Blinds is like, she prefers gay to lesbian. And I think for me, I think it's just the sexual part of it. And I think so mm -hmm. many people, especially nowadays, like I see all these conservative pundits very much um, confusing orientation with like sexual activity, basically. So I think saying I'm bi feels very comfortable, but saying I'm bisexual just feels to me like I'm saying like, and I'm a very sexual person, which like, I don't even know if I am. Like I, like I am pretty much, but I feel like having the word sexual and bisexual just kind of makes it sound a little like provocative rather than just, and you know, this is how I am. No, that's so true. I feel like a lot of times when I tell people I'm bisexual, it's like, oh, they're going to think that I'm like this horn dog or that I just like <laughs> have threesomes every weekend. <laughs> but yeah. it's like, why is that? I guess because the, the word sexual is in it and, and the same with pansexual. So it's just so interesting because I feel like so many people feel that way. But um, yeah. I have to know, what is the most bisexual thing about you? What is your most bisexual behavior, should I say? Ooh, I would say, and we were talking a little bit about like the Taylor Swift Gaylor stuff before we started recording. I would say mm -hmm. <laughs> my most bisexual behavior is like having a really close girlfriend or like 
you guys are best friends, but it feels different than your other friends. And you don't know why you and her keep fighting when one person like goes on a date with someone else or flirts with someone in front of you. And you think, oh, it's just because we're best, best friends. And then it's not until like later on that you realize, no, like we both had a crush on each other and didn't know how to deal with it. Oh my God. I think every queer person has had this similar experience. Now, is that something that you experienced in high school or was that more recent? High school, college, after college, really like every type of, every four years, it kind of comes around just like the presidential elections. (laughs) That's amazing. I'm going to, I'm just going to use that as a term. I just think that's great. (laughs) So Shannon, tell me a little bit about your podcast that you produce. Um, So if listeners aren't familiar, Fluently Forward is the podcast that you host and produce, but uh, yeah, tell us about it. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool podcast. We basically talk about celebrity gossip, entertainment news, but we kind of t- try to talk about it beyond the headlines. So if the tabloids are saying, oh my God, this couple is dating and they're so in love, we look at blind items and rumors and aspects of sociology and what projects they're working on to say, is this a real relationship? Um, is this going to last? What makes a Hollywood relationship last versus not last? So we kind of take trending headlines in the entertainment space, and then we kind of talk about the rumors and how they could or couldn't be true. So it's almost like conspiracies for pop culture. Interesting. So for those who aren't aware, what is a blind item? Yeah, a blind item is basically a salacious piece of gossip that is delivered in a riddle format. So that way there's no liability or you know, outright saying who something is about. But if you wanted to say that Justin Bieber was, you know, doing a bunch of cocaine at the Oscars, you would say (laughs) like that this A plus list former tweener turned Canadian singer was doing coke at the Oscars. And then you kind of put together the clues to be like, I think that was Justin Bieber. Amazing. So I think some of the popular places that you can find blind, blonde items is, um, so NT is one of them. Um, what are some of the other places that you can find blind items? Yeah. So NT is on crazydaysandnights.net. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dumois obviously is like all of the blind items on Instagram, blind gossip, um, live journal. There's like a bunch of different ones throughout the time. And I think that they keep kind of popping up. I think what's really interesting to me is how Certain rumors are now circulating on TikTok, you know, like the idea of Leah Michelle not being able to read or Sean Mendez being gay. There's just certain corners of TikTok where they say these sentences about celebrities and everybody just kind of acts like it's true, but it didn't come from People magazine or one specific blind item. It just kind of originated off of TikTok. Interesting. Do you ever see a blind item turn into like a news headline or do Typically, that's not something that ever kind of comes to like a news source. Sometimes, like I'm pretty sure Dumois was breaking the Army Hammer stuff before it was really reported on. Um, And NT was talking about the celebrity sex cult Nixium for a really long time before it came into the news. So I do think obviously some blind items, like I'll say this too, some of them are fan fiction. Some of them are straight up lies. Like, you know, you have to use your own judgment, but some of them are kind of the initial piece of evidence before like a big story breaks out. True. And either way, they're just really fun to hear and read. And um, it's funny you mentioned Nixium because that like originated where I'm from. Like I live in upstate New York and Albany. Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. Did you ever see any of the people? Um, I didn't. um, But I, when I watched the documentary, so they had one on HBO and then one on stars. And I really liked the one that was on stars because they actually had like local reporters from Albany on there and they had a lot of local footage. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so weird that this was like right here. And I had no idea. But I've heard of stories of people saying that they've gone to an Axiom meeting and they were like, oh, this seems kind of weird. So (laughs) it's just really interesting overall. But I love stuff like that, people, like people who went to one Scientology meeting but not the others because it's so easy to see like there is a type of person that drinks the Kool-Aid and then there is a type of person who doesn't. And I can't yet figure out if I would either be averse to a cult or get sucked into it. Like sometimes I think yeah. easy, easy prey. I don't know how you feel about that. No, I I feel the same way. So I love cult stuff. Like I know there's like the, the type of person who loves like murder podcasts and murder stuff, but I'm more of like a cult <laughs> fanatic. Like I love cult shit. Like I just love it. And um, I don't know if I would get sucked into it. I feel like it depends on the kind of cult. Like I feel like a Nixium type 
type cult I might feel like is just like annoying because it's just like such a organized group for professional development. But if, if it was something that was not related to a career, maybe I'd be more into it. I don't know. It all depends. Yeah. The, all the ones that are about self-help and self-improvement, it's like, fuck off. Give me like the cult that's all about sex. We're bisexuals <laughs> after all. So we're like, come that's on. Right. Like, I only want to live on a ranch if everybody's like touching each other. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now, speaking of bisexuals, uh, so I wanted to talk to you today about bisexual celebrities. Um, I feel mm-hmm. like part of my personality is knowing who is bisexual and who just came out. So I would love to hear who are like some of your favorite bisexual celebrities. Oh, God. Okay. And are we going with people who have like come out or people that I think are bisexual? It can be anyone. I'd love to hear both. And by bisexual, it could be like anyone who identifies or queer or, or pan. It's it's really that full spectrum. So. Okay. Well, I would have to say number one, I feel like Cara Delevingne is just such a sexual menace in Hollywood. Like there's something about the way that I think either her pheromones must be incredibly strong or she just must be super charismatic in person. But I don't think there's anyone in Hollywood that Cara Delevingne couldn't sleep with if she wanted to. I just feel like she puts her mind to it and it happens. So true. So true. Actually, um, when I was like finally coming out to myself and to everyone, it was like her relationship with Ashley Benson where I was like, Jesus Christ, I need to actually just start dating women at this point. This is insane. Like I, something about it just made me so jealous. I don't know what it was, but I was like, even Ashley Benson is queer. What? Yeah. And Ashley Benson, like speaking of her with Pretty Little Liars, I remember as like when I was younger, rewatching all of those scenes of Allison De Laurentiis and Emily Fields from Pretty Little Liars, like kissing in bed. And I'd rewind. I'd be like that part, that part, that part. So yeah, like it's funny because like, I don't think Hannah was queer in Pretty Little Liars at all, but Shay Mitchell is always playing bisexual characters. She's played like four of them. She has. And it's actually funny because, um, so Ashley Benson's like romantic interest in Pretty Little Liars, I forget his name, was it like Tyler or something? Or maybe the actor's name is Tyler. Caleb. Okay. Yeah. He is actually bisexual. So it's just funny that they both ended up being bi. And then Shay Mitchell, um, have you heard about the the grave or green, the green couch? Velvet? Yeah, the green couch and how <laughs> yeah. she like posted something on TikTok where she's uh, like, "Look at my green couch," implying that she's bisexual. Because some girl was saying like, "Are you bisexual or do you have like a green velvet couch or something like that?" And um, so she posted a video, and then Emily Ratajkowski is that how you say her name? Um, she yeah. posted a same video showing her green couch. I'm like, "Are you bi too? Like, what's happening? All these celebrities are coming out like nonchalantly through TikTok." Yes. Dude, trying to like kind of clock a celebrity is so interesting. I just, because I do remember Shane Mitchell's Architectural Digest house tour, which is really good. When I saw it, I, I was like, I'm getting like, you have really good interior taste. And I just feel like all of the women that I've dated are really good at interior design. So I don't know. Sometimes I look at somebody's house tour and I'm like, I can tell. Like Nicole Scherzinger, if that's how you say it, from the Pussycat Dolls. Her apartment tour did not give me those vibes. It was very mm-hmm. like glitz and glam and like feathery pillows, stuff like that. Gotcha. So what celebrities do you think are queer that you love? Oh my God. Def- <laughs> I think Taylor Swift has had relationships with women or at least like mm-hmm. – situations with them. But I do think that she mostly dates men. But I'm just fascinated by trying to look through her music because honestly, the main reason that I started thinking about this was just because Taylor Swift is typically pictured dating these tall, straight, white men who are kind of famous. And I was wondering why so many of her songs had these themes of if society finds out about our love, we're going to be ruined. This thing Mm -hmm. is so delicate that no one can see it. I want you, but it's treacherous and my hands are shaking and I'm not supposed to want you, but I do want you. And what are we going to do about this? And if anyone finds out, I lose you forever because we've got these big reputations and you and me would be this massive conversation. And when I started thinking about this idea of, oh my God, what if she's singing about being in love with a woman? Everything just made more sense. Like that would be a huge conversation. That would be a big deal if everybody found out that the blonde country girl from Nashville who with all these songs about her boys had actually dated women. So I just find that whole concept really intriguing. And I think it matches up really well with her music. 
Yeah, actually, a lot of her songs, she also sings about like um, infidelity, but in a way where it's like very secretive and it just feels very queer. Like her song Ivy, I just feel like I can't even picture her singing that about another man. It just wouldn't make sense outside of queer context. So we might as well just talk about Taylor Swift right now and dive into it. But um, I feel like so there's so many things that she does that are so queer coded, but also like so obvious to the queer community. And I, I think that there's either you think Taylor Swift is queer or you think that it's insane that people think that and that she's so straight. <laughs> and I just find it so interesting, the differences in that discourse. And um, but from my perspective, I think there are some things that like people were freaking out about that clearly like doesn't mean anything. Like um, I think when she was doing her midnight promotion she was wearing a shirt that had lesbian colors and everyone was like oh my god she's saying she's a lesbian I'm like that's she's literally just wearing a shirt like it's not like it's like a lesbian pride like flag it's just has the colors like it's not that's not what she's trying to do a hundred percent people will sometimes be like oh my god like people I've seen people go so far that they'll be like 1989 like that was like a moment in queer history where blah 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 I'm like she said it was the year that she was born so it's the year that she's born like sometimes right. there are easter eggs but other times too I think a lot of people think that everyone is um kind of a queer historian and I've probably I don't know maybe I've dropped hints about stuff that I didn't know because for me at least with my journey with sexuality like I never really looked at the history of such stuff. I mean, I probably should. It's just that, what can I say? My interests are more celebrity gossip and playing The Sims than like diving into history. So certain things people will say, oh my God, this is definitely an Easter egg. And I've never known what type of queer reference that was. And like, I have to look it up on Google. So I'm like, do we know if Taylor knows what it is? Maybe she does. Maybe she doesn't. Right. Like the same thing with Lavender Hayes. I think like the queer community was so upset when they found out it wasn't about her being queer. And I was like, I like I didn't know about the Lavender menaces. Like I didn't know the history behind that. I feel maybe a little ashamed that I didn't know it. But like, I doubt that that was Taylor Swift trying to queer code. But on the other hand, she's done things that I feel like are so obvious that like it's like her bi pride picture that she took. She had like a picture of her wrist and it had a bunch of different bracelets and it was like some of her cat's name but there was one that like said pride on it and it had the bi colors and I just felt like that that's something I would have done for sure if I'm just like feeling you know like I'm out to myself but I couldn't really come out in general I just feel like that was like the perfect way to like kind of code that you're bi but other things I feel like are so intense and to say I don't know I, I think her and Joe Alwyn are definitely together I don't know about I agree. you. No, I think that they are together, but I totally agree. Like even you need to calm down. Like that entire music video, if she is straight, it doesn't come across that well. Like centering yourself in a music video that's all about gay rights. If you are straight, you shouldn't be doing that. And other artists have done a good job where if they have a song with a political message that they're not, you know, the target demographic for, mm-hmm. that music video focuses on other actors. They only appear at the end as the singer in the back of the bar, you know? So if Taylor Swift is straight, it's kind of weird that you're like, moving all of these gay people out of the way to like walk through the center of the video, wear the bisexual colored um, wig for the flag. And also too, I just think like Taylor Swift speaks out on issues that matter to her. And I think that's why she was so behind the gay rights movement and everything with that, because I don't know, I just haven't really seen Taylor champion a bunch of movements that like don't affect her. No, that's so true because I feel like she – I don't know if she even talked about the abortion bans or like Black Lives Matter, like things like that she didn't yeah. really speak out about and people got really frustrated. And then when she released um, Antihero and talking about how her altruism is just like a self-serving thing and I was like, oh man, that's so true and I'm glad she kind of admitted that. But mm. I don't know. I think I was feeling so much more like she's going to come out at the Midnight's album and when it was released, I was like – I don't know if she ever will come out or if she'll like allude to anything, but I I definitely believe that she dated Carly Kloss and Diana Agron for sure. Me too. And I think too, like since she's with Joe, I wonder what it must, I could see from her perspective too, that maybe if she was dating a woman right now, or even just had like a really close girl, best friend that like something might've been going on there. Um, coming out then. But I could see from her perspective, maybe she's like, you know what? I've dropped enough hairpins, wink, wink, that like (laughs) people, if they know, they know. And if they don't, 
I could see her thinking like the narrative would actually look bad on me if I came out as bi, but I've been with Joe for the last six years. There's mm-hmm. already so much discourse when it comes to like bi women dating men or vice versa. So I could see Taylor Swift thinking that she would get more flack for coming out than not. I don't know. No, that's so true. I feel like even having – so I started this podcast um, and I wasn't dating anyone and now I have a boyfriend so I'm like, well, crap, now I have this podcast talking about bisexuality and I'm like in a hetero relationship and like – so I can imagine being a very big celebrity and then, you know, feeling like, ooh, I think I'm going to get way more criticism coming out Well, I'm with a man. So I can definitely see that from her. And I think a yeah. lot of people will – they criticize people who – are assuming that she's queer based on the vibes that she's giving. Like I've gotten arguments with people before saying like, why are you even speculating? That's so wrong to speculate. But I also think she's putting it out there on purpose. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Like call me crazy. Is it wrong to speculate? These people who say like, oh my God, it's so harmful to speculate. Are you not a human? Like I walk around on the sidewalk and I speculate with every person I see when I people watch. Some of it I keep in my head. Some of it I say to my friends over happy hour. Like speculating is a muscle that I use every day. And I don't want to speculate in a harmful way and like spread a rumor that's dangerous and bad. So if I knew that Taylor Swift was gay, like I wouldn't be saying any of this stuff because that would be outing someone. But if you, I think like if I listen to a song, for example, um, for example, I Know Places, that song could relate to somebody who's in an age gap relationship, who's in a relationship where the paparazzi are stalking you, who's in a queer relationship, right? Like uh, they want to catch us and put us in the cages and boxes, but like just hold my hand and run with me. I know places that we can hide. If a queer person is like, wait a minute, like this relates to my lifestyle that I've lived and Taylor Swift sang it and she's really close friends with Carly Kloss and like they live in the same apartment and like then they stopped being best friends. I think that's, you're not speculating in a harmful way. Like I think it's beautiful that so many people can relate to it. And I don't want to say that everyone saying speculation is harmful is like homophobic, but there are some things where people are like, that's really nasty that you would say this. And certain words where I'm like, you just don't want Taylor Swift to be bisexual. A hundred percent. I feel like it's just like the, what are they called? The Hetlers? The (laughs) The Hetlers Hetlers who are like, so like, no, she's so straight. But also it's like, she's like such a famous celebrity. Like it, you saying you think she's queer doesn't matter. It's not going to affect her. I mean, she also, she like gotten, or she was called out for like uh, flying her plane more than anyone else or something like that. (laughs) And I'm like, I truly don't care if I'm going to speculate that she's queer. Like she's, She's putting the vibes out there. She's making those hints. And I feel like it's a little bit purposeful in a way. And I just think it's okay to speculate when somebody is that forward facing. So not yet, not to mention too, like she's never made a comment. She's never stated what her sexuality or her orientation is. And she's also, um, if she was a hundred percent straight, I think she would be one of the I think she would be one of the only female pop stars to be straight. Like, think about it. Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus, Lady Gaga, Rihanna, um, these are all Demi Lovato, these are all pop stars who have basically alluded to being some type of queer or not a hundred percent straight. I think Adele and Taylor Swift are like the only women who, as of right now, haven't alluded to any, you know, type of queerness. No, that's so true. And like, that's another thing I think like Ariana Grande with her having the song where she says, I like women and men. I was like, wait, are you saying that because you were singing the song with Victoria Monet, who's openly bi, or are you saying you're bi? So I feel like celebrities do it in such a way that even if it's obvious, it still like makes people go like, wait, did you really mean that? Like I think about um, just today, I saw Alison Brie alluded to being bi. I think she was in an interview and somebody was saying that they are bi because they want to have a threesome with her and her husband, um, Dave Franco. And she was saying, well, that's why I'm bi too. And I'm like, wait, but are you saying that you're bi? When clearly she just said she's bi. But like, I think in my head, I'm like, but celebrities are always like saying it in such a weird way. I don't know if it's true. Yes. And dude, you know, Alison Brie is bi like 100%. 100%. She's so 100%. cool. 100%. Didn't she used to be like a nudist or something? Oh, God. I don't know about that. I just know that her and Dave Franco, I feel like they both decided that they don't want to have kids. They seem mm-hmm. a little bit open marriage Like I definitely get the feeling that they do get three or have threesomes together. 100%. I consider them like – they're definitely not – they're not trad, trad wife, trad values type. I like it. <laughs> definitely. So 
Are there, so I want to start talking a little bit about blind items and um, mm. queer celebrities. So Taylor Swift definitely has some blind items where it's alluding to her being queer. Are there any that like stick out to you? Ooh, specific blind items. There was just, I remember there was a blind item about the possibility of her coming out during the Lover album, right? Mm-hmm right before it was released. And I think it made a lot of sense. The entire color palette for it was rainbows. The big single was, um, you know, you need to calm down. Right. Then it was also the single me. And she said, me out now. And everybody was like, oh my God, she's out. And in the music <laughs> video, there is like Brendan Yuri, by the way, which I'm pretty sure he's pansexual, was the oh, yeah. um, guest mm-hmm. in it. And in the music video too, all of these pastel colors and she's like, I'm me, I'm unique. Like this is what makes me, me. And the making of the music video, she's saying things that make her me are cats, unicorns, gay pride. And I thought like, once again, for a straight person, that would be like a crazy thing for me to say. Like I care a lot about, um, I recently went to an event for like the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. But if I was listing things that made me, me, I wouldn't say that. I would say like bunions or something that I have, you know, not like a cause that's not affected to me or not related mm-hmm. to me, but I'm passionate about it. So there were different blind items basically saying, because she also performed at Stonewall around that time, that this entire album was going to be her coming out, not as gay, but as, um, you know, bi, pan, fluid, something like that. And right. that apparently the masters were bought right before that. And that that was what kind of stopped her coming out. Because if you think about it, the minute a bomb drops that Taylor Swift has dated women before in the past, every single person is going to go back through her catalog and listen and say, oh my God, should have said no. Is that about a woman? Love story. Is that about a woman? Fearless. Is that about a woman? So with her records being bought, if she came out at that time, Scooter Braun would have been getting all of that revenue, all of that success from it. So the blind item basically alleges that she tabled that until who knows. Oh, that's actually a really good point because I'm sure she would do anything to not get more listens on any of the music that Schooner Braun owns. So a very good point. I think there's also something about how she was going to wear like a rainbow dress, but then another celebrity ended up wearing it, but it clearly wasn't meant for them because the skin tones didn't match because it had like a a mesh that was clearly for like a lighter skin tone. Tell me you saw that TikTok of the fashion designer basically outing her. I did. I did. Of course. (laughs) So like that's basically confirmed. So I just – I and sometimes too with blind items, I'm going to sound like such a wacko psychic, but I I just go with like if it it feels right and that Mm -hmm. blind item does feel correct to me. There's some blind items about her having like sleepovers with girls in the girl squad and all of them like kissing each other and taking photos during a pillow fight. And I'm like, okay, that is just fan fiction to me. But the one about the Lover album, like that rings true. I think I heard on one of your podcast episodes where it was like saying that Taylor Swift like was hitting on Kristen Stewart and Kristen Stewart like got weirded out and like left because she came out in like lingerie or something. Do you believe that one? (laughs) I don't think so because first of all, I don't know if Kristen Stewart would have left. (laughs) Um, Like how I feel like I would have been like, okay, yep. (laughs) Right. So. I don't know. Also, the idea of I'm sure Taylor Swift does buy very expensive lingerie and can like throw down in the bedroom. Good for her. But I don't know. I don't. Some of the blind items, I'm just like, I don't know. And then I always wonder, too, like who would get that information? Because the blind item about the lover release, you could have. PR people who knew of it ahead of time, people working at Stonewall, that guy who worked on the dress, that could get leaked because so many people could know about that. But Mm -hmm. her showing like a corset to Kristen Stewart, like there's only two people who would be able to spread that. So it's kind of harder to imagine something like that leaking. So true. So uh, let's talk about some more blind items. Are there any of your favorite celebrity blind items that you want to share of by celebrities? Oh, man. I love all of the ones about Cara Delevingne and Selena Gomez hooking up. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that had to be confirmed with the recent uh, Only Murders in the Building season where they kissed, right? True. Yeah. Actually, I felt like almost like that makeout seemed awkward, though. And I don't know if that was just me like I did okay. just quickly seeing seeing it. Have but. you heard the theory, though? Because um, somebody told me this with uh, Game of Thrones. 
it was in this episode where it came up, somebody said that there's a theory, and I think it works, where if the two actors have incredible chemistry, there's nothing happening behind the scenes. But if their chemistry is really awkward on screen, then that means that they actually hooked up in real life. Ooh, okay. So then that would be true because I just, I think Selena Gomez is just, to me, is so queer. And I think like anyone who hangs out with Cara Delevingne has to, I don't know, I just assume automatically that they're queer and that she's fucking them. I don't know why I just put that together, but it just, I feel like anytime she's seen with someone, I'm like, oh, well, I guess they're queer, but I just can really see that for Selena Gomez, for sure. Me too. And I've got like the working theory that like, I'm convinced that Demi Lovato was in love with her back when they were really Mm -hmm. close friends. And like, I don't know, anytime there's two close girlfriends and at least one, maybe both of them are queer and like they're attached at the hip and then they just never kind of talk to each other again. That could be a friendship breakup, but it could also be a real breakup. And sometimes when I I like keep an eye out for those, because I just know within my own life, the people that I was like attached at the hip with and no longer are close to, typically something went down there. Mm -hmm. Do you find, are there any blind items that really shocked you? Ooh, a lot of the ones about bearding, like there's a lot about Kaya Gerber saying that like she wants to date women, but her parents aren't letting her. So that's why she's with all of these like PRE boyfriends. Um, Hmm, So I think all of those ones are, yeah, it's always interesting because it's hard to tell like, I don't know. Some of the blind items say that everybody is bearding and everything's a PR relationship. And I'm sure that not everything is. Um, But those ones always intrigue me. I would say too, I'm curious to know, what are your thoughts on Kendall Jenner when it comes to this? I So I don't know a ton about the you know Kardashian family. I like for some reason just kind of kept myself at a distance from it. But I do feel like she gives such queer vibes and I don't know what it is exactly. Um, but I, I kind of buy on to the whole idea that Kendall Jenner is queer. And I feel like any relationship that she's had that I've seen with a man, it just doesn't feel very uh, authentic, I guess. Dude, I completely agree with you. How I feel about Kendall Jenner is that like maybe one day she'll be on your podcast is like how I feel about her. <laughs> if you get my I hope so. Oh, my God. I'd, I'd be so nervous. I can't even imagine. But I just want her to be. I also feel like I wonder if she would be openly out since, you know, she has a transparent, maybe that you think that she would be more open to it. But I guess being Kendall Jenner or Kylie Jenner, you kind of have to be kind of obey to your mom and be very cautious about your image. So I don't know. I go back and forth on like, why wouldn't she be out? And I can see why she wouldn't. So yeah, I think too, the Kardashians are so like, they be, it, they're they basically at a point where they're like monetizing their children's names right now. Mm-hmm. So if you're sitting on this, I hate to say like goldmine of a secret, but it kind of is, if Kendall Jenner is bi or gay or anything, I see Chris saying, we're going to turn that into a memoir. It's going to be mm-hmm. a pay-per-view episode of the TV show. Like I don't see them releasing it in a way where they're not trying to make money off of that. That's a really good point. And maybe it's something she's still trying to figure out too. And I would hate to have to deal with all of that when I'm still like trying to figure out what my own sexuality is. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Were there any celebrities that you found out were bi that you were really surprised by in general? Oh my God, there were a bunch. Hold on. Let me pull up this. um... Because basically when I look up bi celebrities in Hollywood, it's it's all of them. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was surprised. um, Abby Jacobson from Broad City, she's married to a woman. And I remember Mm -hmm. being surprised when I found that out just because I think in Broad City, they had like Alana have more queer experiences than Abby. Yeah, actually. um, So I read her memoir and that's where she talks about like she kind of comes out as being bi. And I was like really shocked because as you mentioned in the show, she like came off as so straight. But um, they're both like both of those actors are openly bi. I think um, one of them is married to a man, though. Okay, it must be Alana then because I'm I'm pretty positive Abby is married to like and I think the woman is older than her, too, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think she's an actor or model or something like that, but they're a beautiful couple either way. Okay, here's one. Drew Barrymore. That shocked me, which I feel like it makes sense, but I guess I just like imagined Drew Barrymore as like traditional mom figure. But when I think about Mm -hmm. Drew Barrymore's personality and her being in Charlie's Angels and how she's kind of 
almost like hippy dippy crunchy granola vibes I get from her. She mm-hmm. has a quote about it here where what did she say? A woman and a woman together are beautiful just as a man and woman are together. When I was younger, I used to go with lots of women. Totally. I love it. So I'm like, okay, Drew Barrymore. I like that. Oh, I like that a lot too. I, uh, I didn't realize that she was bisexual until I did some research before this too. So yeah, one that I didn't know was like actually bisexual, but I feel like so many queer people love her is Gillian Anderson from The X-Files. Because mm. um, Kate McKinnon, like she's like, just openly talks about how she has a big crush on Gillian Anderson. And I like always had a crush on her too. I don't know what it is about her. Um, but she, I guess she's like openly bi as well, which is amazing. So it's funny too, the, the woman who I feel like people think could be like, I feel like Jessica Chastain or Sandra Bullock. I feel like there's different celebrities that a lot of people are like, maybe they've like kind of been a part of the community the entire time. Um, Mm -hmm. But you only think of that because a lot of gay women in Hollywood hang out with them or reference that they admire them. So you kind of just end up associating them. Yeah, actually, even this year, I feel like there's so many um, celebrities who are a little bit older now that have come out like Susan Sarandon came out trying to think of who else oh i little Nas x uh also kind of mentioned or alluded to being bi recently like he had a tweet that was like would you all be mad for real if i came out as bi and like (laughs) i was just like oh my god that would be amazing i feel like he's just so queer that like i i don't i just feel like it would be so powerful if he said or like use that term so yeah, I, I didn't remember seeing that tweet. And it's funny because there are blind items saying that some women say that they've slept with him in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Or not women in Hollywood, but like groupies basically. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that is true. Who knows? I could see it for him. But it kind of made me think about like how the way that he referenced to being bi in his tweet made it seem like he was nervous to say that he's bi. Whereas when he came out as gay, it was, you know, he he came out with an explosion. It wasn't like a, an iffy like, oh, would you be mad if I were gay? But like saying that it, you're bi, like it seemed like it was more of like he was kind of stepping on his tippy toes, like trying to like test the waters and he- see how it was. But I just thought it was interesting how saying that you're bi is something that's harder to come out with than saying that you're gay. Yeah, right. I feel like people think that it would be um, doing like a disservice to like the community that you're in. And it's funny when you think of like all of the different lived experiences of like all of the letters and like the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community. It is really different. And I know that there is a lot of, I don't know, I guess you could call it biphobia, but I feel weird even saying that because I feel like I always do recognize it's a lot easier to be bisexual than it is to be gay, at least like here mm-hmm. in the society in this day in America. Oh, so whenever people are like, oh, like you're not fully accepting of like the bi community. I'm like, okay, that's like a struggle, but also you can pass as straight and you don't have to deal mm-hmm. with any of the hate or awful things that happen to people who are gay. So I feel like, you know, there, there is, a, it is a little bit, um, if you're bi, people might be a little bit trepidatious around you in the gay community, but I feel like that's, not like the hardest thing in the world to handle. Like there's a reason for that trepidation. No, a hundred percent. I think like so many people equate biphobia and like invisibility when you're bi as like being one of the biggest issues in the LGBT community. And that's so not true. So it's really, you know, it's important to be aware of your privilege as a bi person, especially if you are in a hetero relationship, which um, I've talked a lot about that in previous episodes for sure. But um, one other person I recently learned was by is Kiki Palmer, which I didn't realize because she just announced her pregnancy. And yes. I actually was talking to my uh, previous person who I had on the podcast and she was telling me that she saw Kiki Palmer and it was before she announced she was pregnant and was telling me all about how she came out as fluid and was apparently seen kissing a girl. And I had no idea, but I'm a big fan I of hers. That. Oh, yeah. I love that. It got it really has been a couple of years. Even like Rebel Wilson, I'm thinking of, although I feel like her coming out was such like a forceful scandal, basically. But there's been a lot of people, and even in the statistics too, they're saying, mm-hmm. um, what is it that like one it was something crazy, like one third of all Gen Z identifies as like technically queer. And it just uh-huh. I'm always so curious too as to like I want to know, and I, I know that I said I wasn't like super into history, but that's just because like I haven't nailed down the facts, but I do find history mm-hmm. really interesting. And I want to know too, like what were the actual statistics back in the day? Because so many people were way too scared to ever openly say what their sexuality was. Has there all, like, I want to know the true percentage. 
I'm just so creepy, right? I want to know the true percentage of everyone's sexuality in the world. For sure. And I feel like there's so much erasure in history too. Like, um, was it like Alexander the Great was clearly bisexual, but like they don't really teach that. You, ha- I like learned that from like doing my own research on him because I had to write a paper on it. And it's just, mm. there's a lot of people in history that are so queer, but you just would have no idea. And so, so really many people get so mad too. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, like people are like, she just had a best friend for 40 years that like they lived together and like never married. And then when she died, she like wrote love letters for like the next five years to her. Like there's so many stories of that. And it's like, this is obviously like a queer couple. For sure. For sure. Do you have any like big uh, queer celebrity crushes? Ooh. Oh my God. Penelope Cruz, I think, is like the most Ooh. beautiful woman on mm-hmm. planet Earth. When she was in, oh my God, what's that movie? Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Have you seen that? I haven't. It's like her and Scarlett Johansson at like their hottest. And then like there's some guy there, but I was just watching the women the entire time. And I think honestly, Alison Brie, there's something about her too, where she's just she's so beautiful. unique. Yeah, yeah. And she like her personality just seems so like free and bubbly, but like she seems very down to earth, which I really like. Yeah. Who's yours? Um, I really like Evan Rachel Wood. I, and it's not just that I have a big crush on her. I just like also like really can relate to her because she's a bisexual Jewish woman. Um, she's like gone through relationship abuse and I just like, I find how passionate she is. is like really attractive. Like, um, have you seen Fe- uh, Phoenix Rising on HBO? It's been on my to watch list for literally like the last two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, you should watch it. It's it's pretty heavy because it's about like the whole thing with Marilyn Manson. But I like that it was her story. She was in charge of the whole documentary and it shows like how she's really involved in activism. And I just I find that so cool. And I don't know. I grew up watching all of her movies. So it was like cool to see that she's queer, too, and also Jewish. <laughs> yes, yeah, there were um, for sure blind items about like her and Tessa Thompson hooking up, which like I know that they were both on Westworld together, and I, I would was love like, that. Wouldn't that be amazing? Like, oh my god, especially like in their outfits. You know, she's dressed up as Dolores. Like, I love it. And uh, Tessa Thompson is another hottie who wasn't there. She like dated Janelle Monet too, right? Oh my god, yeah, I think so. Yeah, another very hot couple. So, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> I know they do well. Who do you think, like, if you had to guess, who do you think will be like the next person to come out in Hollywood? Ooh, good question. Um, honestly, maybe Kendall Jenner. I love that. I could see Sean Mendes saying that he's like bisexual. Yeah, I can. See, I've, he's got to at a certain point. It's just like so obvious. <laughs> I know. Him and Lil Nas X could like collab on a song, and then like in the final ten seconds, they'll be like, "By the way, we're both bi." <laughs> That would be perfect. So Shannon, I'm going to transition into my final segment. So um, are you a fan of Reddit by any chance? Mm, Yes. I mean, I don't go on anymore. I think I've been like four months clean of Reddit. But back in the day, I used to troll through those pages. I know like every subreddit. Yes, I love Reddit. I find that like, so I'm obsessed with like the relationship advice uh, subreddit, which is very unhealthy for me to look through because then I'm just like getting angry at all these like shitty boyfriends, yeah. but <laughs> it's the worst. And am I the asshole? I at least like a little bit better because at least they're like kind of admitting they might be an asshole, but relationship advice is just really stressful. But um, I'm a big fan of the bisexual subreddit because I feel like it's a lot of times people who are just coming to terms with their sexuality and they're all asking the same question and I find it very endearing. <laughs> but mm. um, so I am doing a new segment where I read some of the questions that are like I've been seeing a ton on Reddit and uh, we can like talk about what we think of it. But this one, um, mm. it's called question from a gay man to the bi community. So, as a gay man, I've been wondering for this for a while about bisexual people in monogamous relationships. Do you ever have thoughts about how you may never have sex or have a relationship with anyone who's in the opposite gender of your current partner? Like, what if this is the person that you're going to be with for the rest of your life? Are you committed to being monogamous? Do you ever think, hmm, I'll never feel the touch of a man or woman again? For straight or gay people, you wouldn't really have that problem because you're always going to be with the same sex or gender that you prefer and you're not really missing out on anything. But with bisexuality, I feel like there might be something of a yearning. I have no idea because I'm gay, but I'm just genuinely curious if any bisexual people here have experienced that. 
I hope my question doesn't come off as offensive. I am genuinely interested in your experience. So I am reading this question because I think it's, I do like when people ask these types of things because I do think it starts a good conversation and it kind of highlights the misconceptions that there are about bisexuality. But what are your initial thoughts hearing that? My initial one is like, that's a question about monogamy, you know, right. like that's not a question about, yeah. Right. And I think a lot of people just yeah. assume. So what you were saying before is that like bisexuality feels very sexual when you're talking about it. And when you say you're bisexual, you feel like people are like, oh, you're like threesomes. But I feel like it's the same thing as like people assume that you're just non-monogamous when you're bisexual. Yeah. Dude, and I have had boyfriends too be like, it's so weird. People who like just don't get it. <laughs> like I've had boyfriends be like, I have to, I'll just say like honestly, like I'm a little bit insecure because like what if we got married but then you wanted to be with a woman and it's like I – why aren't you worried about me in our relationship right now doing that? Like it doesn't exist for me. Like when I'm with someone that I love, mm-hmm. I'm just with someone that I love full stop. Like I'm happy. I don't need anything else and I don't know. Like straight people are with their desired gender or the opposite of their gender, whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. And they cheat all the time too. Like, it's just, I don't know. I've never thought about that before, but so many people wonder about it. Yeah. I mean, I have been in a relationship where I, so this is like before I came out though, when I was like still trying to understand, because I didn't like really come to terms with like being bi until I was in my mid twenties. So I was in a relationship with a guy and I started to feel curious and kind of started to like understand previous thoughts or experience I had when I was younger with like friends or like times where I definitely like had a crush on a girl. And so I was starting to feel like, oh gosh, like, could I be with this person forever without experimenting with women? And I think that was a different case because I wasn't necessarily comfortable with my sexuality yet and didn't really understand it. But also I wasn't really happy in that relationship. So I think that if somebody is questioning that, there's something to look at in the relationship. Or maybe that person has some self-discovery to go before they can actually be committed and and be in a monogamous relationship. So I think, I don't know, it just seems like such a different thing. You know, like if somebody's really wanting to be outside of the relationship, maybe they are polyamorous or maybe there's something going wrong. Yeah. And I think maybe for some people, I don't know, like having been with both men and women, like an orgasm is an orgasm and like a touch is a touch. And I've never been like – wow, this orgasm was like with a man was really great. But you know what? Like I really needed some like vagina and like it was missing. Or with a woman, I've never been like this orgasm was so great. If only there were like balls I could touch right now, then it would be a (laughs) hundred. Like I've just – it's never been that way. It's just like always good no matter Mm -hmm. who you're with. And I think other people – I don't know. I guess everything's hard to explain or understand Mm -hmm. unless you actually experience it. But it is funny that that question comes up from so many people. So many people. But then also like you hear about, have you seen the show Hacks? No, I've never even heard of it. Oh, it's on HBO. Um, It's really good. And like one of the main characters is bisexual and her, like she was talking about with her sexuality, she prefers to be in relationships with women, but she can like sometimes only have an orgasm by having like P&V sex, mm. which is like, okay. So it's like, I think everyone just has a different experience with it. And maybe that person is polyamorous or whatever. Yeah, mine's but, like literally the, the opposite, but whatever. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah, no, mine's the people. opposite. Yeah. But, yeah. but I think like bisexuality is such a, a spectrum and everyone has such a different experience with it. So, huh, it is, God, it is interesting. And you know what? I do wonder, well, I guess it would work both ways because I think guys, when they think about bisexuality, they think about sex, right? Because like guys are mm-hmm. always thinking about sex. So I feel like guys are like, would you be satisfied sexually with only a man? Like what's it like sexually? And I think for women, if you date a bi man, you're like, okay, but like that guy friend that you're hanging out with, like are you going to fall in love with him? Are you guys close? Like we think more mm-hmm. about the emotional aspect of it because I've never really heard a oh, girl so be like to another girl, like I don't know, just like really so focused on the sexual part. That's so true actually. I feel like, and also it's the other part about the gender is that like with women, it's so much more sexualized being bisexual than with a man where it's just like, oh, they're just gay. So that yes, like, too. 
I know everyone says that sex in the city is so problematic and it is, mm-hmm. but like they also said some things that people still believe, right? What they say yeah. being bi is a layover on the way to gay town or whatever oh, the yeah. they said. Like there's so many people who still think that. Yeah. So true. But um, Samantha had a, a queer relationship at one point too. So it's like, it's yes, so interesting with Maria. Yeah. <laughs> but even then too, I remember they were like, what was it? Like, Samantha, don't you miss a dick? And she's like, Maria has 10 dicks with her fingers. And I'm like, never have I ever been with a woman and thought of their fingers as dicks. Like, even in doing a gay relationship, this show is still making it so, like, catered to, like, a straight, hetero type of gaze. Oh, that's so true. I feel like they really tried to fix that in the reboot, but it just came (laughs) off as weirder. I (laughs) Dude, they they jumped the... uh... Yeah, they jumped the shark on that one. Oh, God. I really hope the next season will be better, but I don't have high I hope hopes. So. I'm still going to watch it, though. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> even if it's trash. Because then it's even more fun because you get to talk about how awful it is. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Shannon. Um, is there anything that you want to plug? Where can people uh, follow you? That type of just thing. listen to at Fluently Forward and check out some of our episodes on uh, is Taylor Swift dating Carly Claus or Diana, all of those ones. It's it's honestly my favorite thing to talk about. So we've probably seen we each other in the Gale or something. Way than I thought we would. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop. That's on me. No, you're good. But thank you so much. Thank you again to Shannon for coming on the podcast. I love talking to her. I hope to have her back. And again, you should really listen to Fluently Forward. Her podcast is awesome. She has new episodes weekly, and then she also has mini episodes. So there's a lot of content to catch up with. So you can help spread the bi agenda in this podcast by continuing to listen, to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and also uh, sharing it with your friends and reviewing on the platform. Actually, reviews are so helpful. I've been getting so many um, people reaching out to me and just to say how much they like the podcast, which means so much to me. I I can't believe that people are loving this podcast as much as I love making it. So you can follow us on social media. Uh, So we're at Bisexual Behavior on Instagram. Uh, You can also follow me at Talia Tatiana. And I also have a TikTok, which I just started posting videos. They're not great, but they're fun to do. I'm at Talia Tatiana there as well. So thank you so much for listening, supporting, and just being awesome. I just love making this content, and I can't wait to, to share more content that I have upcoming. So... I hope you all have a great month and we'll see you soon. Okay, bye.